This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 55, How to Niche Your Organizing Business. In this episode, I am going to walk you through a lot of the common and relatable struggles that we face as professional organizers and how to overcome those struggles to streamline your business. This episode was inspired by another recent episode I did called Community Over Competition. And in that episode, I brought on Hannah, one of my mentors from my One Organized Mama networking and mentoring program. So just to give you a little bit about what this is all about. I have realized there's definitely a need for support and resources for professional organizers. So when I stepped away from working one-on-one with clients and working in client homes, and I wanted to transform One Organized Mama into a teaching platform, I also had an arm of it that focused on mentoring other professional organizers. So basically, this is where I give away all of my secrets and help them grow and build their professional organizing businesses. I've been in the industry for almost nine years. This summer, it'll be actually nine years. And what I've noticed about the professional organizing industry is that it has absolutely exploded. Professional organizers are becoming just as common as other professionals and other personal and service home-related industries like fitness instructors or personal trainers or other different people that come in and service our homes. So I've seen a big shift whereas when I started back in 2012 and I was having to sort of explain exactly what a professional organizer is, Now, because the industry has absolutely grown exponentially, a lot of people have more of an understanding of what of what our jobs entail. So before we get started, I wanted to give a few shout outs because like I said, I have this wonderful, amazing network of professional organizers that I absolutely cherish. And so if you're looking for some help in any of these areas, definitely reach out to me or go to my website and their information is on there. But we have Jelena, who's in Las Vegas and Henderson, Nevada. Sydney, who's in St. George, Utah. Sable, who's also in Las Vegas, Nevada. Aubrey, who's up in Reno, Nevada. And we just added Samantha, who serves the Knoxville, Tennessee area. Now, I don't want to forget and give a special mention to Hannah. Hannah is the one that joined me on the Community Over Competition episode. 
She's actually stepped up to help me with the mentoring program because I've had a lot of people reach out and they have questions about starting their own professional organizing industry. And it's gotten a little overwhelming, not going to lie. So I'm very grateful to have Hannah step up and help me with the mentoring side of the program. But Hannah still has a passion for helping you declutter your home and she offers a discard and donate service. And she has actually expanded her business, Discard and Donate, to Las Vegas and Henderson. That's where she started. But she's now expanded to Reno, Nevada and Portland, Oregon. Super, super happy for Hannah and all of her hard work. So again, If you're looking for a professional organizer and you live in any of these areas, definitely reach out to us or again, visit the website oneorganizedmama.com and go in and I would love to connect you with one of these amazing, hardworking professional organizers. Okay, as we ease into this episode, I want to give you an example of your professional organizer because especially if you're new to the business, you may be thinking like, is there room for me? Because again, the industry has absolutely exploded. We all know of that person that we're friends with on Facebook that we went to high school with, and she's starting a professional organizing business. And so is your sister-in-law's best friend. And you've been to their homes and their homes are amazing. And so you might sort of question, is there room for you? Is there space for you in this industry? Well, to help you put this in perspective, I want you to think of HGTV. I like to use this example a lot because if you're not familiar with HGTV, it's home and garden television. I know I have some overseas listeners, so just go with me on this. But if you're familiar with HGTV and you get 10 people in a room who are familiar with it and watch some of the programs, and you ask these 10 people, what is your favorite HGTV show? You're probably going to get a variety of answers. So mine personally are Flip and Flop, Flip or Flop, and House Hunters International. So I kind of like more of the real estate driven shows. Now there are other shows that focus on decor and landscaping and design. And there are certainly other real estate shows. So if you think about it, why do certain shows on HGTV speak out to you? Is it the personality of the person? Is it the way they design something? What is it that speaks to you? Again, HGTV is made up of a lot of different personalities and a lot of different shows that speak to a lot of different people. That's what I want you to think about when it comes to your professional organizing business. There is not a one-size-fits-all approach to professional organizing. And I'll give you an example of this. I do coaching calls. So if you're part of the One Organized Mama networking and mentoring program, you can do some coaching calls. So these are 
For instance, I did three of them yesterday. One of them was one of our organizers had a question about an assessment she was going to go into. So I kind of walked her through um, a kitchen assessment. So before she went out to do it, she just had some questions. I had another organizer who she and I have actually worked together. She's one of the organizers that worked for me when I had my full-blown business. She and I could not be more opposite. To give you an example, one time we went to Hobby Lobby together or Michael's, one of those stores, and I just happened to say, you know, I needed to go there to get some items for a party. I was doing like a barbecue or a party or something like that, and I needed to get some serving stuff. And so she is a super creative person, and when she puts a party on in her home, it just looks phenomenal. I mean, everything is super coordinated, and it just she just does a phenomenal job with that. But it's not how I do a party. In fact, I'm kind of the antithesis to how she does stuff. So when we were in Hobby Lobby, she was pointing out different serving platters or serving things that were matchy-matchy. And I told her, I actually don't like matchy-matchy. I like things to be a little bit mismatched and hodgepodge a little bit, especially when I'm doing different parties. And so we kind of chuckled because she's like, okay, then I cannot help you. But think about it. We were both serving the same community of clients. We're both professional organizers at the time. We're both very busy. We were both very much in demand, but we had two very different ways of approaching things. So I did a coaching call with this organizer yesterday. And during the coaching call, we were discussing burnout. And that was something that I absolutely could relate to. I faced burnout time and time again in the last few years of organizing. I, I absolutely loved my clients. That's what kept me going. I loved the work that I was doing ultimately. But I was noticing at first I was taking on way too much work. There was actually like a three-month period where I was working seven days a week. So I wasn't giving myself any time off. And so I was noticing I was reaching burnout every few months. And then as time went on, I was reaching burnout every few weeks. And so when it got to that point, I had to realize I needed to take a step back and reassess my business. So that's what we did in this coaching call with this phenomenally talented professional organizer. We discussed what are the ways that she could possibly streamline her business because we talked about how she has clients from all over the spectrum. She has clients that give a lot of uh, direction. They want things done in a very specific manner, which is 100% in their right to do. It's their home. It's their stuff. But... This professional organizer is someone who's very seasoned. She's in high demand, has been for years. And so what we determined during this coaching call is that the type of client that she should go towards and start to seek out are the clients who want her to work autonomously. So she had a perfect client in mind, and it's one that she works with on a regular basis. It's a client that's built a beautiful home 
and they've given her a budget for supplies and baskets and bins. She goes in and she just absolutely makes the home beautiful. And this is definitely something that she has a talent. She talked a lot about uh, organizing being a creative outlet for her. And so we decided that the direction her business should probably take was to streamline it and focus it on detail work, design, staging, and the aesthetics of a home. Now, If you know me, you might be surprised and raising your eyebrow because it doesn't sound a lot like what my my vision is for organizing. I'm very much the anti-perfectionist. I want you to get a system in your home that involves tools and habits to make sure that you are saving time. So again, we are two organizers in the same industry, serving the same community, but with two different agendas, two different skill sets. And so that's okay. So again, even though I don't completely organize how she does and vice versa, we can still help each other. And that's something that we did during this coaching call. Now, I did another coaching call. So I did actually three yesterday. Like I said, the one for the organizer helping her with the assessment. Number two, helping my friend realize that she needs to streamline and focus on aesthetics and the aesthetics of a home and helping people achieve that. The next organizer was a newer organizer who started her business just recently. And she is absolutely a phenomenon because she has gotten up and hit the ground running. I am super impressed with her because she got out there, got into her community, and just started booking clients. But as she has learned, and I'll go over this in just a second, I do encourage new organizers that are trying to find and build their business to say yes to everything. So that's kind of what we've been working on with her during coaching calls. Say yes to everything. And that's exactly what she's done. Now that she's been doing this a few months, she's realizing that there are certain jobs that she doesn't super enjoy doing. And she's running into some issues with managing client expectations. So that's exactly what we went over in this coaching call, how to manage client expectations. So we went through specific steps with that. She has, her husband is a handyman, and he will actually go in and help her with some of these jobs. But a lot of times, again, it's our job as a professional organizer to educate our clients on exactly what we're able and willing to do. So that's what that coaching call was focused on, was managing client expectations. And this organizer at the end of it said to me that she also saw a need in the professional organizing industry to serve other professional organizers because sometimes it can be kind of a lonely business out there and our friends and family don't quite understand what we do. So again, the point of these coaching calls is this, trying to help professional organizers 
overcome some of these very common and relatable struggles and how to turn those into ways that we can streamline our businesses and make sure that we're using our skill sets and talents in the most the the greatest way possible in serving our clients. All right. So, let's talk about saying yes to every job. If you're a seasoned professional organizer, you might be kind of raising your eyebrow at this one, but just go with me. When I bring on a newer organizer, I want them to get out there because again, a lot of us when we first start, we don't quite understand what this job entails what running a professional organizing business is all about. So it's important to get out there, just say yes to things, get in there. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, you're going to get frustrated. Yes, a client is not going to like what you've done, but that's how we kind of get in there and learn. So again, I think a lot of people when they're getting into it or have just a general understanding of this, they think of professional organizing is just going in and organizing someone's space and they don't understand all of the different steps that it takes to get to that point. So the best thing that you can do out there when starting out is just say yes to everything. Now, the next part of that is that you are gonna start to run into a little bit of issues with that. And that's okay. I want you to encounter these things because I want you to keep going. You're going to be excited at first when you book those first few jobs. You're going to get a little freaked out. And that's what we're going to talk about next. But one of the things I wanted to point out when it comes to professional organizers is this. Every professional organizer that I have met has one trait in common, and that is the desire to help others. So these are not generally shrewd business type of people. These are generally people who say, I want to do something with my time and talents and skill sets to help others. I'm good at organizing or I'm good at time management I have some of these skills and I feel like I could build a business helping others. So something that I completely relate to. So a lot of times we as professional organizers are leading with our hearts and we're putting our hearts out there. And when you go out there and you put yourself out there in any realm you're going to encounter some struggles. So let's talk about those struggles for just a minute. Number one is the imposter syndrome. You've heard me talk about this before. So you're going to go out there and you're going to say, you know what? I remember Janelle from One Organized Mama said on her podcast, say yes to everything. I want to build my business. So you're going to go out there and do an assessment and you're going to say yes to a client that loves you and wants to hire you for their project. So in the back of your head, you're going to be questioning yourself and you're going to have that terrible little voice that tells you, what the heck are you doing? You can't do this. You're not a professional organizer. What experience do you have? 
all of those terrible, terrible things that cause and create doubt in ourselves. Totally, totally common. And then you'll begin to wonder as you're working on a project, like, is this really good enough? Am I good enough? Does my client like it? I'm here to tell you imposter syndrome is so super common. In fact, if you don't have imposter syndrome, then I kind of (laughs) question whether you're maybe doing, you're headed in the right direction or not with something. Because I feel like when you do something that is really putting yourself out there, which is really great and phenomenal, and you are having an impact on others, it is so super common. And it's something that I've heard about a lot in a lot of different types of businesses. What you have to do with that is just, again, get out there, keep saying yes. And I promise you over time, the little voice in the back of your head, if it pipes up again, you can simply say to yourself, no, trust me, I know what I'm doing. I've been booking clients regularly for a couple of years now. My clients are super happy with me. I'm getting great feedback. I'm getting repeat business. I'm getting referrals. So imposter syndrome, again, super normal, but with time, I promise you it will go away. Now, one of the things that definitely doesn't help when it comes to imposter syndrome and when you're putting yourself out there, and even when you're putting yourself out there for a long time, is this negative feedback or worse, silence. All right. I have actually a lot to say about this, but I'll, I'll um, keep it short. When you are in small business, we now live in a culture that is encouraged to give us their feedback on everything. I started a podcast. I get messages. I get reviews. I get emails for all different types of stuff. I freely admit I am not a fancy podcaster. I make mistakes. I stumble over my words. I speak too loudly. I speak too softly. I make a ton of mistakes. But what I have to remind myself, just like when I had my professional organizing business and I'm out there on Yelp or Home Advisor or Thumbtack, and again, people are encouraged. How was she? How was Janelle? Give us your feedback really tell us what did you like? What did you not like? I mean, it's almost like they're encouraged to find something wrong with you, right? And I feel like for the most part, we're all guilty of this. And we start to think like maybe the service was good, but we're almost trained and designed anymore to find the negative. But not only find the negative, but then we feel like we have to express it because every opinion counts. Every opinion matters. And I've learned this the hard way on Yelp. I actually stopped using Yelp because I don't give bad reviews. I just really don't. If I have a problem with a service or a company, I deal directly with that problem. But when I love a business or a service or a restaurant, I want to 
shout from the rooftops because I know how important it is and I want to give positive feedback. Well, apparently Yelp has taken away my ability to leave reviews because I've given too many five-star reviews. I've given too much positive feedback to businesses. So I've just kind of been like, whatever, I won't deal with Yelp anymore after that because I think it's really disheartening. I don't think we should all have to pick apart someone or their business or their service and try to find something wrong with it. So anyway, a little bit of a soapbox of mine. But when you're a professional organizer, you're going into people's personal spaces. And that can be so intimidating. And there is nothing actually worse than when you go in, you organize a space and you get radio silence from your client. You have no idea if they love it or they hate it. And I always tell newer organizers that I was always surprised, like I would have a client that sang my praises. And I mean, I felt like I could do no wrong in their eyes. And then I never heard from them again. (laughs) I had other clients that I thought I swore up and down hated me, and they would never have me back. And they turned out to be one of the best clients I've ever had. And they referred me time and time and time again. So silence feeds in to the imposter syndrome and starts to create doubt. And then we have that constant fear of trying to not get negative feedback, of trying not to get that that bad review or that negative review, because again, we're putting ourselves out there. We have the desire to help others, and it can be so intimidating to build a business on that. So just remember When it comes to feedback from others, I want you to remember this. Know who you are, know what your intention was, and try to rely on that and drown out the rest. I've gotten to the point where I try not to read too much feedback because again, I mean, people will pick you apart to pieces no matter what. And the thing that I try to remember is this, at least I'm the one out there trying to do something. I know it makes me vulnerable for the negative Nellies out there, but you know what? I would rather be out there doing something that I'm super passionate about and just kind of ignoring the noise and just, you know, maybe send some positive vibes to those negative Nellies out there and stuff and hopefully they'll find their thing in life and know what it's like to put themselves out there and be in that same vulnerable spot. So stay focused on the fact that your intentions are good. You have the desire to help others. And those who give negative feedback really in the long run do not matter. Easier said than done, I know. But all right, the next struggle that a lot of professional organizers go through. And in fact, this has been coming up time and time again in recent months in my network. So we're actually going to do a little Zoom call on this pretty soon, um, is burnout. Again, I talked about it. And when I started to notice that I was getting burned out more frequently, so it went from every few months, and then I would take some time off, Then it became every few weeks, even when I was taking time off, I was still finding that I was getting burned out. So what I 
had to do was take a step back and reassess and say something is super, super off here. And that's exactly what I did. And I had to say, when am I getting burned out? And when am I not? Because burnout isn't generally just overall burnout is a sign. It's like a, it's like a caution sign. It's like when you're driving down the road. And it's like caution, there's road work ahead or, you know, whatever. It's, it's something that should be looked at and assessed. And maybe you need to reroute around it. Maybe you need to go in a different direction to get you where you need to be. That's what I want you to do when it comes to burnout. That's how I want you to consider it. And that's exactly what I did. I realized that I love teaching. I love mentoring. I love focusing on time management. I love those things. And that's what I realized I needed to do and to pivot my business and start it in a new direction. Okay, so what has Janelle done as One Organized Mama? I am going to go through a list. I have a lot of notes here, if you can hear. And all of the different things I did when it came to my professional organizing business. So you can see that I literally did just about everything that there is to do. First, I did whole home organizing. So I have literally been in every area that there can be in a home. Basements, attics, butlers, pantries, playrooms, I mean, you name it, whole home organization. I did estate sales. I did event planning and hosting. And real quick, funny story on this. Here's how that developed. I was helping a client, a wonderful, wonderful client named Marsha years ago, organize her home. So we focus on decluttering and getting her ready to move into a new home. And then she moved into the new home and I helped manage the move and helped with the movers and unpack and set up her new home. Well, Marcia and I really clicked. She's a wonderful lady. She's actually now a dear friend. But back then she said, Hey, I have a friend whose daughter's getting married. They're doing the reception at a restaurant and they just need to hire someone to help keep everything organized during the reception, like kind of help set it up. Obviously, the restaurant's going to do the most of the work, but just someone there to set everything up. Would you mind helping? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I helped with the reception. Apparently, they were super happy with my help. And two years later, when this young, sweet couple was expecting their first child, they called me back and hired me again to plan and run the baby shower. No joke. So I was like, all right, okay. Again, I, I mean, who would have thunk when I started organizing that it would lead to all of this? So I uh, helped plan, set up, and run the baby shower. Like I ran the baby shower games and everything. And I like kept everything organized. I wrote down all the names of the gifts and stuff um, that the new parents received. So event planning and hosting definitely falls under the umbrella of professional organizing. I've also been a personal assistant, loved, loved personal assisting. If you give me a list of to do's and just tell me, go get these done, 
I, I mean, I love it. Love personal assisting. I've done travel planning and prep. So for instance, I had a lady and she traveled a lot. She um, needed help sort of packing. And on the other end, I had a client who's a professional athlete who traveled extensively. And so when she got home, she just gave me the date, hey, I'm going to be home this date. Um, Her housekeeping service did her laundry, and then she wanted everything put away in a super neat and orderly fashion, very organized. So I kept all of her stuff organized. I would unpack her bags and put everything away for her. Photo organization, another big thing that I've done over the years move planning and move management. So helping with the decluttering portion of the house and then coordinating with the movers, coordinating on moving day, helping everything get set up and unpacked and put away. And that's kind of, I worked for a lot of realtors, relocation companies, and it's kind of what uh, made me realize I really wanted to get into real estate. So I love move planning and move management. I also did some consulting for small businesses. So I, they would bring me in, have me look at their system. Like there was a costume maker. I, again, I live in Las Vegas, Nevada. So we have a lot of really cool different, um, industries. And so a local costume maker had me come in and reassess her systems because they were super disorganized and, They were moving from a large space into a small space and needed a very organized system put into place for managing and organizing their costumes. So that was one of the consulting for small business. Um, Home maintenance. Okay, I have to admit, this was one that did get me a little burnt out um, over time. But basically, I mean, if this is in your wheelhouse and you love to do this kind of thing, there is such a need for it, especially in uh, more affluent communities. Um, I had regular clients that I would just go in and if they, when they went to Costco, I would go in and um, put all the Costco stuff away and line up all the, you know, beverages in the fridge and just make everything almost picture perfect. But again, this is how I kind of realized like I'm like the anti-perfectionist. And when I was doing home maintenance, even though, again, I absolutely loved, loved the clients, I didn't love the work. So I found myself sort of getting burned out and not looking forward to going to this job. The only reason I did is because, again, I loved the person I was working with and working for. But having a home maintenance plan is definitely something that I know a lot of professional organizers like, and it's generally regular business for you and generally more of a regular schedule. Also, I did some public speaking. I've, of course, done some teaching, podcasting, and mentoring. And those last three, I realized, are my lifeblood of organizing. I love teaching about organization. I love teaching about time management. Obviously, I love mentoring and I love podcasting. All right. So we're going to conclude this with this. So I've gone over the struggles. I have gone over 
all of the different things that I've done as a professional organizer. And one more is jumping out at me on the page. I forgot to say downsizing, especially when it comes for elderly. This is something I did a ton of. And let me tell you, this is some of the most, most, um, what is the word I'm trying to find? It is some of the most uh, rewarding. That's what it is. Rewarding work because families, when it's time to transition a parent or grandparent from their home into maybe assisted living or to a smaller space, it is so difficult. There are so many emotions. There are so many things to consider. So if you are a very compassionate, hardworking person, there is a tremendous need in so many communities for this type of work to go in and make sure that the um, parent or grandparent feels comfortable, that they have everything or as much as they can take and need. You have to be really good with downsizing and getting really creative as far as, um, you know, what to go help them decide what goes and what stays that type of thing. But definitely, definitely a need for downsizing services. All right. How do you niche? So if you're still kind of wondering, I know I've given you a lot of different ideas out there. But how do you do it? How do you find what it is that you really love to doing because generally speaking, it's kind of unusual for people to just love all of the organizing process. So let's talk about what the organizing process is. I break the organizing process down to four steps. Step one is to declutter and sort. Step two, create a zone. Step three, label and contain. And step four, teach and maintain. So how can you take the organizing process and apply it to streamlining and finding your niche in, the, in your organizing business? Here's how. Start with step one. Take a look at this. Step one, declutter and sort. If decluttering, if that's your passion, you want to just get in there and you want to help people get rid of the clutter, that is really what your goal is, you're super passionate about that, focus on decluttering services for your business. Like I said, Hannah, this is Hannah's passion. She doesn't want to do the coaching. She doesn't, she will, she'll go do some of the other parts. She does love to go and she has a beautiful home and an eye for aesthetics. So she'll go out and she'll help you do some shopping and buy beautiful baskets and bins. But Hannah has decided that her passion is really going in there and getting rid of the clutter, helping people declutter, get it out of their home. And so that's why she has niched her business and focused on discard and donate services. All right. The other thing that I just talked about when it comes to step one and decluttering is again, downsizing. So it doesn't always have to be for elderly. A lot of times we have empty nesters. We have the parents that they want to turn their children's room into a home office or a gym or craft room. So if you can go in and communicate to your clients that your focus is on helping them downsize and really kind of advertise your services as that. So you go in and again, have an understanding of how to help them with the decluttering process 
to downsize for whatever stage they are in their life. That is actually a phenomenal business um, because it's so needed out there. All right. The other one, space planning, which is step two, create a zone, is focuses on space planning. So one of the coaching calls that I did recently, one of the organizers was talking about she got hired to do someone's master bedroom closet. So she was brought in and she is actually going to be working with a custom builder to come in, custom build a closet for the client. And then she as an organizer will go in and put everything away. So if this is something that you have an interest in, definitely connect with someone who would do this, offer these services if it's not something that you're able to do. So you want a licensed contractor when it comes to doing this. But definitely there is a need. Partner up with somebody and say, if you build it, I can help you design it. You can be there for the consultation portion, which is what we talked about in our in our coaching call to make sure she's there and giving her advice and expertise when this closet is being built. So space planning, if someone's moving into a new home, you can go in and if you have an eye for this, and it's like, again, playing that game Tetris, like if you're good at that game, perhaps you have a good eye for space planning. So that can be how you break down your services and what are all of the different things that you can do when it comes to space planning. Step number three is label and contain. And yes, there is a definitely a market for going out and buying the prettiest baskets and prettiest bins and going in and organizing someone's pantry, their playroom, their home office, their closets. And if this is right up your alley, definitely go for it. Because like I said, there are people out there that this is what they want. Again, it wasn't necessarily my passion for organizing because I really wanted people to get in there and declutter. And then I wanted them to learn the system. But this is definitely something that there is a need for and you can go out and create a business based on this. Really get out there, get to all of the stores, get online, get familiar with all of the different containers, be really good. It does take some space planning um, knowledge and expertise in this as well. But if that is something that is in your wheelhouse, again, there's definitely a market for it. And the last one is teach and maintain. So again, some of the things that you could do are teaching people habits, teaching them organization habits. If you're a naturally organized person, what are the things that you do to keep your home and your life organized? Perhaps you go out there and that is your business. You focus on coaching. That's exactly what I did. Again, This is my wheelhouse. It's what I love to do. Helping people through a coaching process. Maybe you do your own podcast or you have a virtual coaching program that you can coach people across the U.S. 
Also under step four is the home maintenance. So again, step four, I definitely didn't love the home maintenance part. So if you just want to go in and say, I'm going to come in, you know, four hours every other week, and I'm going to just go in and tidy up your home, implement systems, help you sort of straighten up and keep things neat and tidy in your home. Again, definitely a need for that. So I hope I've given you a lot of different ideas on how to niche down in your business. Again, it's kind of unusual for organizers just to have a whole home organizing business. Usually clients are looking for something a little bit specific. And just like the example of the HGTV shows, just know there is room for you, your expertise, your knowledge, your skills, your talent, and your creativity somewhere in this industry. So I hope I've given you some ideas here. If you have any questions, feel free to send them to me via email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com. I am on Instagram at oneorganizedmama, so you can send me a DM there if you have any questions. If you are interested in joining the network, I'm so super passionate passionate about this. I'm like mumbling over my words. I'm so excited. But anyway, I would love to talk to you about this, as would Hannah. She is a phenomenal mentor, and um, we would be super excited to talk to you about it, bring you on, give you the support and the tools and the resources to help you grow your professional organizing business because it is so needed out there in so many different ways. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you next time on the One Organized Mama podcast. 